What's up, everybody? Welcome to another Broken Man podcast. Yes, I don't even think I welcomed everybody on the last show. Now that I think about it, <laughs> I don't think I did. So I, I apologize for that. And uh, for all the new listeners, welcome. Thank you for downloading or listening or streaming, whatever you're doing. Also, for the return customers, I also appreciate you as well. I don't play favorites when it comes to that. You're all equally important to me, and I love each and every one of you the same. So, with that being said, um, this is episode number 18, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. 18. And I, I'm probably going to make this a pretty quick one, to be quite honest. Um, something kind of struck me, you know, I struggle with God's grace to me because I obviously know that I'm a filthy sinner and I don't deserve any, anything that God's done for me. And God's done a lot of stuff for me over my lifetime. I've touched on a lot of it here on this show, you know, in past episodes, and I'll probably still, you know, do that from time to time, you know, just kind of letting you guys know, because I, I want people who aren't saved. I want people who listen to this show or this podcast that, that, that don't have a relationship with Jesus, who have, uh, they've been told throughout their entire lifetime that religion is all fake and it's used to control people. And, and while I agree with you, um, I have to disagree with you when we get to Jesus because Jesus, that is a personal relationship between you and him. Period. That's all. That's all. There's no questions about it. There's no arguing about it. Uh, it is a personal relationship. So um, that's one thing that I try to emphasize when I, you know, talk about it is the fact that a lot of what you've been told about religion is completely wrong. And you see some of these uh, people like Joel Osteen and Joyce Meyer and, and all these people out here that have these mega churches and they sell books and they tell you, you know, just have a positive attitude, man. You know, God, God owes you money and, and he'll, you know, you, you deserve to be rich and you deserve to be successful and profitable and everything that you do and have a nice big mansion and cars and, no, God does not promise anyone that. And to be quite honest, if you look at the life of Jesus throughout, especially when he made his grand entrance, and he did not hang around the rich people. He didn't have anything to do with them except flipping tables over when he just got tired of seeing what they were doing inside the temple or just outside the temple, um, you know, selling and buying and trading and gambling and, you know, all the different things they were doing. He was just fed up with it. And he turned, you know, he's flipping, he's mad. He got mad at all that stuff. And he also said, you know, <laughs> if, if, uh, you have an easier time uh, squeezing a camel through the eye of a needle than a rich man getting into heaven, you know, I'm paraphrasing of course, but you know, that pretty much lets you know right there that your big bank account and your big house and your new cars and your girlfriends and your boyfriends 
and your successful business ventures are not going to get you into heaven. Just going out and feeding the poor and giving to charities and all that is not going to get you into heaven. It's not going to do it. It just isn't. Because the Bible says, if you don't have faith in Jesus Christ, if you don't believe that he was the son of God, or excuse me, is the son of God, and died for you, he, he got uh, beaten to death almost, and then hung up on a cross, and then died, and then rose again on the third day. If you don't believe any of that stuff, I don't care how good of a person you think you are, or 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 the people tell you you are. It's just not gonna. It's not gonna cut it. It's not enough. And I, for one, being a believer in that, I wholeheartedly believe it. There are times when I I get so down on myself because I know how horrible of a person I am. I know the thoughts that have run through my head about people and situations, um, just disgusting things. I know the words that have come out of my mouth, the filthy words in the past, and some every once in a while still. I'm not perfect by any means. And I know just how bad of a person I really am. I know how bad I've treated people in the past. Um, I, I, I know all about it. Three failed marriages, a failed father. I, my kids, you know, they're lost right now. I failed miserably. So I don't deserve anything. However, there's several parts in the Bible in the New Testament that warned you against getting so down on yourself that you're basically not trusting God. Because it says in the Bible, you're forgiven of your sins. If you ask, you'll be forgiven. If you repent, you'll be forgiven. But if you're like me, I have a hard time, even though I've repented, even though I uh, still to this day, if, if something hits my head that I, you know, something comes inside of my head that, that I, something I've done in the past or whatever, I'll apologize to God. I'll repent, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll beg for forgiveness because I know what kind of person I am and I have been, and I'm not perfect by any way, shape or form. And I never will be, and neither will you. It's the whole point of needing Jesus. That's the whole reason we need him to begin with is because we are such horrible people. And you might not think you're horrible and you may not be. But guaranteed at some point in time in your life, you've had some bad, bad thoughts run through your head. And don't try to deny it. But what I wanted to share with you today is I decided to read, finally, <laughs> finally reading God's word like I should be, um, I finally opened up Ephesians. Now, those of you that are aware, you know, you've read the Bible, you know, you know what the books are. I'm not going to go into detail about who wrote the book. I mean, Paul wrote it, I believe. And um, talking to the Gentiles, and, you know, I don't want to butcher it. I don't want to be wrong. But that's, that'll be about as far as I go with it. 
But in the book, to me, the book of Ephesians is like a encouragement. It's encouraging Christians to understand what God has done for you by sending Jesus to die for us. And that you've got to, at times, you've got to put stuff behind you. If you don't, you can't move forward with God. If you're hanging on to the past and you keep, you, you just, you can't let go and you keep worrying about things and you keep thinking, man, if I'd have done this wrong, or, you know, if I'd have done this the different way, or if I would have, you know, just like me, if I would have not ever gotten married, if I hadn't left my hometown and, and God has shown me this, if I wouldn't have, you know, ran away, there's a good chance he would have put me who I was supposed to be with for, you know, the rest of my life and had a, uh, a more godly life. And all those people out there and say, well, you wouldn't have your kids if they did it. That's got nothing to do with it. Obviously I love my kids and obviously I wouldn't give them back. I'm just saying, I'm using it as an example, relax. Don't be trying to use those straw man arguments with me because they don't work. So anyway, I opened up Ephesians and the part, uh, it was Ephesians 2 and it's verses 1 through 5. Um, and it's, it's encouraging, but it, it, it tells you, I'll just read it. Here you go. This is King James Version. Uh, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked accordingly to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So it's basically saying, uh, remember back when you were of the world and you were following Satan and everything around him. You know, you've got to, you've got to remember that once you were dead before, or even after you were saved, like me, uh, I was saved at a very young age, baptized and everything. And I ran away from God and I was doing this even though I was actually saved. But this also applies to people that have never been saved. If you've never given your life to Christ, if you never believed, uh, this would definitely apply to you as well. You've got to remember those times among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. So we were just like every other sinner. We were, you know, but the, I'll say the people that, weren't, that aren't saved now, okay? It goes for both. But those of you that are not saved and don't believe, we were just like you and you were just like us. We all were like that at some point in time in our life. We are born sinners. One is not any better or worse than the other. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved not by bank accounts, not by cars, not by lovers, not by job class, 
by grace, we are saved. Basically, everything we've done in our past, all these horrible things, lusting after the flesh, which I'm guilty, that's one of my biggest problems. Lusting after the flesh, um, lying, cheating, stealing, whatever. Just being a bad person. Being a sinner, a filthy sinner. Even when we were dead in sins, Christ is still there. He's still available to you. And sometimes we get so caught up in those past lives, like myself, sometimes we get so caught up in it that we forget about the grace of God. I mean, it's, it's, it's very encouraging. You need to really read the book of Ephesians. If, you're, if you have a Bible, you know, and now there's no excuse. You can get them on your phone. You can get them on your, your iPads and, you know, whatever other tablets you have, your computers. There's no excuse right now not to be able to get a Bible. I prefer the King James Version. But if you don't read God's Word, you're not going to get anything from God. You have to read God's word because he gives us things. He sends messages to us through his word. And the message to me, the whole message behind the book of Ephesians is very positive. It's encouraging. You're getting down on yourself like me. I'm very down on myself and I forget what God did for me. I forgot what Christ did for me. Because I get so down on myself, and I look, and, and I'm a I'm a pessimistic person. That's just the way I've always been. That's not from God. Being a pessimist is not from God, at all. Being overly optimistic isn't from God either. Being real is of God. That's from God. Being real. Being understanding. Being able to adapt to you know different situations, not blaming everybody but yourself. You know you've got to take responsibility for your actions when you sin, when you do something stupid, or you sin. There are going to be repercussions. There, you're going to have to pay for that at some point in time. And a lot of times God will chastise you. God'll put you out in the in in the he'll put you out in the wilderness like he did me. That's I think that's one of the main reasons why I ended up here in Amarillo, you know, alone for several months before my, my son even came down. And even now, I mean, he barely comes out of his room. But the thing about it is, you've got to accept that punishment. And, and, and accept God's grace and move on. You know, I mean, and, and trust me, I know it's hard. It's tough. It's, that's a tough road to travel. And it's one thing that I'm getting better at is accepting God's grace. Despite the type of person that I've been. Believing that Christ did wash away my sins, believing that I know I'm going to mess up again, but at least I know 
that I can feel better once I, you know, repented and, and, you know, tried really, really hard not to ever do it again. You know, and, and we put ourselves in those situations. I mean, I'm sorry, but it, we can really only blame ourselves for a lot of the situations we put ourselves in. You make dumb decisions, you get dumb results, and then you want to point your finger at somebody else and say, it's, oh, it's, you know, it's your fault. That's why I took so much responsibility for um, this third failed marriage, because I know I did play a part in it, and I'll accept full responsibility. And most likely, I shouldn't have married any of the women that I married. If I would have followed God's plan, I would have had a completely different life. But I can't dwell on that either. And I know there's some of you out there that do that. That, man, I wish I would have done this. If I would have done this differently, things would have turned out differently. And, and I wouldn't be in all these situations that I was in before. I never would have went through. But we have to go through certain things. God puts us through certain tests. And even though we make those dumb decisions, it could have been God's plan all along. You know, God can, can use anybody. He can use any, anybody or anything for his glory. He can use even me as, as, as horrible as I feel and as, and as bad as I've been in the past. He's used me. And believe me, it's been hard to crack this mic a few times, but he's used even me to talk about him, to tell you my story so that hopefully somebody out there that has gone through the same things, maybe not exactly the same things verbatim, but you know how I feel. And if we ever met, then I would know how you feel and we would, we would understand, we'd be able to understand each other. And, you know, maybe you're in the same position that I am, just in a different way. He's using me, even. And if just one person gets saved because of that, I'm happy. I'm good to go. And I'm, but I'm just now accepting this responsibility that God has put in my lap. And this is a responsibility. No, I'm not a preacher. I'm not an evangelist or anything like that. Would God turn me? You know, is that a possibility down the road? Of course it is. If God put that position in front of me and I knew without a single doubt that that's what he wanted me to do, then I would do it. As nervous as I would be, because I am no public speaker. It's real easy to crack this mic when nobody's staring at you. And I do these completely unscripted, except for, you know, reading Bible verses and all that. I don't script any of these podcasts out. I never have. Even my old radio shows never scripted any of that out. Bullet points so I know when to move forward or talk about different subjects, that's it. I never scripted anything ever. And right now, every time I turn on my uh, mixer and then crack this mic, I'm letting God talk through me. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, he's controlling this because I'm not this good. I'm not saying I'm good. I'm just saying I'm not uh, <clears throat> good enough at live speaking and, and all that. Now, if I let God take care of it for me, you know, if, if I let him take over and just, you know, 
whatever he tells me to say, I say it, I'm sure it would be really good. You know? So um, I just wanted to, you know, read you a little bit of Ephesians and just that's just kind of a tip of the iceberg about what the whole book of Ephesians is about. There's a lot of really positive stuff in there and a lot of encouraging things as a, you know, for those of you out there that are already Christians, um, I would suggest reading. It's only, I think, six books. It's not a very long or six chapters. I mean, it's not a very long book. It's a pretty easy read. So I would highly suggest you read it. And I think you would come, you know, I think you'll come away like I did feeling more positive and more encouraged and accepting of God's grace and realizing I'm never going to be able to change the past. I can't erase that. God can. Jesus did. But me as a human being, I can't erase that. I have to let God handle it. I have to let Jesus handle it. Because John cannot. I can't do it. I'm a human being. I hold grudges. I hold ill will in my heart towards people. You know, I do. I'm trying really hard not to be that way. And I know what my future is. If I can just get home, I know what my future can be. And there's a, there's a lot of things I, I want to tell you guys, but I can't tell you right now. Really exciting, really good stuff. Something that caught me completely by surprise and, and, and came out of nowhere, which is what God does. He, he likes to do that, especially to me. I think he does it on purpose. I think God does have a sense of humor, just so you know. I'm pretty sure he does. But uh, there's a lot of things, I'm, there's some things I want to tell you, but I can't right now. Eventually, I will be able to tell you, and I will tell you as soon as I'm able. And it's very exciting, and I'm very, very happy, extremely happy. I just got to get my butt home. Got to get home to Alabama, sweet home Alabama, right? Uh, but anyway, thanks for listening. Um, all of you, whether you're new, whether you're, uh, you know, still listening, even, <laughs> Hey, I don't know why some of you still listen to this stuff, but, uh, I appreciate each and every one of you. God bless each and every one of you. Don't let this election thing and all this stuff get you down again. I'll say it again. I know I covered it in episode 17, but don't let this get you down. Keep your relationship with God. You just stay close to God. You keep praying. Um, I know there was, apparently there was a bunch of people that, you know, some preachers or whatever, um, they all predicted that Trump was going to be elected again. It was all God's will. And, you know, they made this huge prediction and all this stuff happened. And, you know, granted, none of, it's not over yet. I get it. But, uh You've got to watch what kind of prophecies you're attaching to. You know, you've, you've got to watch really close at some of these people that are, are, are telling these prophecies and predicting things that are, that will, are going to happen. Because some of these people are predicting when, are predicting, you know, pretty much when Jesus is coming back. And, and we all know, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Jesus doesn't even know. Only the Father knows. 
But if you're saved and if you believe in Jesus and you accept his grace and walk away from your sins or do your best to walk away, then you don't have anything to worry about. It doesn't matter when Jesus comes back. It doesn't matter if there's a pre-trib rapture or post-trib rapture. It doesn't matter because you have your faith and you stand strong with Jesus. Don't put your hope in mankind. Mankind will let you down every time. You put your hope in Jesus. You put your heart in his hands. And you accept his grace. Don't be like me. And I'm doing better. I'm trying to get better. You accept his grace and you forget about that bad life that you were living. And you march forward with Jesus. You read God's word. You pray a lot. And you trust him to take care of everything in your life. Every little detail. And I promise you, things will get better. And you will feel better. You won't be so stressed out. So, I love you all. And uh, I'll catch you again real, real soon with another podcast. Thanks for listening. 